In this hour, we're going to be having a masterclass as we do on a Wednesday, a whole hour where we get to delve into one subject matter. And today, we're talking about orthodontics. We'll be joined by Dr. Mohammed Kaka, orthodontist from Greenside. And I'm looking forward to taking all of your questions on the things maybe you'd like to do to those smiles. Give us a call, 011-883-0702. Your SMS is 31702. Your tweets at Relebukhile-M at Radio 702 using the hashtag 702 Afternoons and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. 702. Masterclass. Masterclass time. Doctor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Lebukhile. It's uh, such an honor to be here and I'm really excited. I want to start with the... Uh, probably the most obvious question for some, what is the difference between being a dentist and being an orthodontist? What is the, what is the difference in those professions? Okay, so your, your, your question is a good question and the confusion out there is quite understandable. After all, you know, both dentists and orthodontists deal with teeth and they work in the mouth. Also, nobody really likes you guys. We're all terrified. <laughs> a lot of people don't like dentists, but everyone loves orthodontists, you know. We're the fun uncles I believe in the profession. Um, but to answer your question, an orthodontist is at first a dentist who has then studied full time for an additional four years. Uh, to specialize in orthodontics. And we'll mm. talk a little bit about what orthodontics is in a minute. Uh, we've specialized in facial growth, in development, in, in biology, and in, in physics, in biomechanics of tooth movement. So um, we are also dentists, but then we spend another four years at dental school specializing in this field. And uh, orthodontists hold a general dental degree, but they also hold a specialist orthodontic degree, which mm. allows us to register with the HPCSA as orthodontist. So that's that's the main difference. You know, um, a lot of dentists may be able to offer some orthodontic services, mm. etc. Dentists are able to do some appliances, but as knowledgeable as dentists are, you know, there are some problems whose treatment does require uh, additional training beyond dental school. So, um, yeah, that's the main dif- difference really between orthodontists and dentists. I'm curious with regards to your medical journey, what made you choose this field? And did you always feel from the beginning that you wanted to go into orthodontics or was it while you're in dis- dentistry like, I want to learn more? Yes. So, <laughs> so my journey is an interesting journey. I'm a second generation orthodontist. Ah. Um, I grew up in a home uh, having a dad who's an orthodontist and being And exposed- might I say your teeth are perfect. Ah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I had a good orthodontist yes. fixing them. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I grew up in a home uh, observing the the level of satisfaction and happiness mm. um, that orthodontics brought to my father and being exposed to the field and being exposed to the science, it seemed like something really interesting. So I, we- I went in and, and, and did dentistry and during my, my years as a dentist, I discovered that I had a great uh, passion and, and love for orthodontics and it really is an amazing profession. Mm. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that and I'll tell you why I love it so much. Um, I think the main the main reason... I love my job is because of the transformation and the change that mm. we see in our young patients' personalities more than anything. Yes. So, um, you know, all orthodontists will tell you a lot of our patients come in, people are very shy, they often lack, lack uh, self-confidence or self-esteem mm. because of facial appearances, etc. Mm. Et you know, we always hear people saying, I'm shy to smile, I don't like to take selfies, or mm. my child covers their mouth and that sort of thing. 
And as we treat them, as they, their smiles transform, we see this change in personality, which mm. is amazing. I mean, it's the most rewarding thing. Yeah. And you see these little girls and little boys just flower and transform and full of life and, and energy. It's really, it's really wonderful. And, and I think that's, um, that bears testament to what, you know, what orthodontics can actually do and achieve. It's not just about the physical change, but a lot of it is about the personality change as well. Mm. I have to be honest, when I was a child, I used to envy the kids that had braces. And I, I know, you know, they'd come with different colorful ones. Yes. And I'd be like, I need to go to the dentist. And the dentist like, there's nothing wrong unless for cosmetic reasons you want yes. to close your gap. Yes, yes. But I was like, nope, Madonna has a gap. We are not closing yes. the gap. But um, um, I, I love how times have changed. And maybe um, I want to sort of just look at what things were like let's say 30 years ago yes. in the field to where we are today. And I'm not talking the cosmetic stuff yet. I mean, just in terms of how has technology really advanced the work that you do to make it much easier from maybe, you know, growing up in a home, being second generation and what was happening prior. Yes. So, I mean, the, the, the advances in the field of orthodontics have been phenomenal. Um, orthodontics is a relatively new profession. It's only about 120 years old. Mm. And, um, you know, in, when, when, when we were growing up, orthodontics was something that people were very scared of. Mm. Um, you know, braces were seen to be painful and uncomfortable. Um, you know, often you would meet people that had to wear things like headgears and face masks. And yes. I mean, you see those, those, those horror stories. Uh, you hear those horror stories or they, they use them to, to, to frighten children in movies, etc. But over the years, uh, the, the techniques and the technology has improved in leaps and bounds. Mm. So nowadays, when it comes to aligning teeth, there's so many more options available that are a lot more comfortable for patients. Uh, they're able to tolerate it a lot better. Treatment times are a lot faster, etc. So in the last 10 or 15 years, with the with with uh, computer aided design and computer aided manufacturing and 3D printing, we're now starting to see an entire shift. Mm. Um, there's huge disruption happening in the orthodontic field. So um, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. I mean, nowadays we're 3D printing mm. uh, uh, templates and uh, uh, aligners, etc. But I think the biggest difference in the profession, if I may say, is we've started looking the last 50 years, orthodontists have started looking more at the face mm. and just then just the teeth. Whereas in the past, you know, the, the focus was on straightening teeth and, and just fixing the bite. And now we understand more facial profiles. We understand lip posture, lip positioning. We look at the person's face as a whole. Mm. We enhancing the appearance, uh, physical facial appearances as well. So you'll find, you know, there's a lot more subjectivity in the old days. Uh, orthodontists would, would perhaps try and treat everyone to a similar standard. Yes. And like you mentioned a moment ago, you know, you've, you, you liked the gap you had between your teeth and that's a subjective thing. Yes. And in certain, in certain communities and in certain cultures, that is very attractive. And, you know, you need to treat people according to, according to what they prefer as well. So orthodontists have become a lot more attuned to that mm, mm. Um, as, the science ha as the science has changed, yes. And it's so interesting how the trends have changed in terms of what people like uh, cosmet cosmetically because there was a time, it might still be happening, I'm not sure, that people removed their front teeth intentionally. Yes, yes. 
uh, what are your personal thoughts on that? Because <laughs> it's like removing healthy teeth. Yes, so that's a, a common uh, occurrence in the Western Cape. You know, we always we always talk about that. That for a long time it was deemed to be fashionable to extract four front teeth, the four upper four. incisors. It was four teeth that would be extracted. And um, it went on for a long, long time. I mean, throughout the 80s and even the 90s. And even recently, I was in Cape Town in December and uh, explaining to my, my own kids why some of these very friendly, very warm people we met had, had teeth taken out. So it used to be a fashionable thing. And, um, you know, there were lots of studies done on it. A lot of it was also related to gangsterism mm. and gang culture, etc. But, I mean, that's, it's sacrilegious to take out four front healthy teeth. I mean, in this day and age... Um, no dentist, uh, no self-respecting dentist would actually want to mm. remove uh, four front teeth for someone. So, yeah, yeah, trends have changed. But I think what's more applicable, for example, is um, 10 years ago, no one wanted to have full pouty lips. Mm. You know, patients wanted to have flatter lips like your Nicole Kidman and, mm. um, and those sort of actresses. And then suddenly you've got Angelina Jolie, Whose, whose pouty lips are, are very attractive. And you find trends in facial features uh, also change uh, mm. with beauty. And again, like I said, it's very subjective. Mm. So, yeah, you need to be ahead of that. You need to, you need to um, discuss with your patients and families, uh, you know, what works for them, what works for specific faces, etc. All right, when we come back from the break, uh, we are taking your calls on Audible 1 883 in the WhatsApp line 072 702 702. Masterclass. Our Masterclass for today, we're talking about orthodontics. We're joined by Dr. Mohamed Kaka, who's an orthodontist in Greenside, and we've been uh, uh, chatting about the differences between dentistry and orthodontics. We touched a little bit on trends, but before we continue with the trends conversation, O double one double eight three oh seven oh two, the WhatsApp line, O seven two seven oh two one seven oh two. Um Doctor, what what should healthy teeth be looking like? Um and I want to speak specifically around the bite one is supposed to have yes. because we are not really all that clear I, I believe many people uh, who don't have immediate access to private health care where it's just so easy to go to, to the dentist. Yes. On what healthy teeth need to be looking like, we focus a lot on the, on the color. Yes, we make fun of the British, but we also have our fair share of problems here. There are many people who are struggling with teeth that are crooked and others that are growing in different places that you kind of just leave it as that oh. is what it is. But even just the basic bite how does one know that you actually, your, your bite is correct? Maybe you're struggling with eating, but you're not even aware that it's abnormal what you're experiencing. Yes, so let's talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, often we are under the impression that orthodontics uh, is, involves just straightening teeth so that mm. they look good from an aesthetic uh, and a cosmetic point of view. However, orthodontics is a lot more uh, detailed and involved than just the aesthetics of it. So a big part of what we do is the function. And when we talk about function, we're actually talking about the bite. So the bite refers to how your upper teeth and how your lower teeth need to come together. So there's a very specific way that the teeth need to come together. You know, we always say that human beings are so expertly designed. Everything works so well in the human body. And the teeth and the bite is another example of mm. that. So your upper teeth and your lower teeth have got specific shapes to them. We call them cusps and grooves. So it looks almost like mountains and valleys. Mm. And the upper teeth are meant to lock into the lower teeth in a very specific way. 
And the reason that you meant to have a good bite is that, so that when you open and close your jaw, your lower teeth and your upper teeth lock into each other in such a way that the joint just in front of your ear, you know, you've got what we call the TMJ, that's the temporomandibular joint. In order for that joint to function correctly, the teeth need to be straight so that they lock into each other like a mm. puzzle. So as you open and close your mouth, the joint can function normally. So that mm. allows you to eat and to chew and to bite, etc. Now, if for some reason your teeth are misaligned, if for some reason your upper teeth are biting on the inside, not mm. the outside, which we refer to as a crossbite, or sometimes in front your lower teeth may be biting ahead of your upper teeth, which is also known as an underbite, what then happens is as the lower jaw closes, your teeth don't lock into each other. There's some sort of an interference, which then results in your jaw being pushed off slightly to the mm. left or slightly to the right. And that constant, constant diversion of the joint ends up resulting in joint, uh, joint problems. So mm. much the same as, you know, someone who's playing golf or playing tennis or, or running has an abnormal movement in the knee or the hip or the shoulder over time, you will develop some sort of an injury that may eventually need treatment, surgery, mm. etc. So the TM joint is a very critical joint to allow normal functioning. And if the teeth are not straight, if the teeth are not correct, then often you find that may result in functional problems with the TMJ later on. So you, you often hear about people grinding their teeth. Mm. You know, there's many reasons why people grind. Often it's related to stress and other things. But many times we may grind our teeth if the bite isn't correct. So mm. your brain is receiving signals from the nerves around your teeth, what we call proprioception, and it's trying to get rid of interferences, mm. etc. So it's trying to solve the problem itself. Correct, which is very difficult. Mm. So, you know, orthodontics is, is a medical uh, science. I mean, it's something that medical aids cover and pay for. And the reason they do that is not just for the aesthetics and the cosmetics, but it's for the function. Mm. So when teeth are skew, it's difficult to brush them, to keep them clean, to floss. Often mm. you may uh, develop decay or cavities between mm. teeth, which is a health hazard. If teeth are not aligned, you may often develop gum disease, mm. what we call periodontal disease. So that's when the gums get inflamed or infected. Sometimes you may have a traumatic bite. So as the teeth come together, they end up stacking on top of each other mm. and teeth are not meant to stack directly on top of each other. The forces of biting and eating are generally transmitted across all the teeth so that they share the load. Mm. So, you know, you often hear of people talking about overbites. Mm. So what is an overbite? An, an overbite is when the front teeth, the upper front teeth overlap over the lower front teeth excessively while mm. the back teeth are touching. And a problem with a bite like that is not just aesthetic. The problem with a bite like that is every time you open and close your mouth, there's so much of friction on the front teeth mm. that as the years go by, you tend to wear those teeth down. So we see patients coming into our offices at the age of 40, 45, mm. and those teeth are worn down. Yeah. Whereas if that overbite was corrected at the age of 12 or 13 or 14, you know, those teeth would have maintained their health. So... Yeah, it, it's not just about the aesthetics. It's also about the function. But um, to answer your initial question, how would you know? It's difficult to know. I think this is why our general dentists are so important. They're mm. the gatekeepers. We need to try and visit the dentist for your regular checkups and cleanups uh, every six months. And usually they pick up these problems and they would then direct you towards, towards an orthodontist. All right. We've got a caller on the line, Alex in Randburg. Hi, Alex. How are you doing? Uh, I'm well, thanks, you. Good, good. Go ahead. Um, I just wanted to ask, is it necessary to take your teeth out when you get braces? I've seen it a lot of the time 
um, with some of my friends. So I just wanted to know, do you have to take out teeth? So one of the main reasons people seek orthodontic treatment is for crooked teeth. And the reason people have crooked teeth often is because they don't have enough space in the mouth to accommodate the teeth. So there are many reasons, but one of them is there's a space discrepancy. Either the jaws are too small for the teeth or there are too many teeth or the teeth are too big or the shape of the teeth is too big for the jaws. You know, sometimes you inherit your teeth from your mom and you may inherit a facial jaw pattern from your Mm -hmm. dad and there may be some discrepancy there. So ultimately we're dealing with a space discrepancy. So one of the ways we need to address the problem is to create space. Sometimes we can create space from within the mouth. Other times it's just not physically possible and orthodontists then uh, end up extracting teeth. So orthodontists often extract teeth. Usually they would extract teeth if there's crowding. Sometimes we extract teeth to move or correct the bite. And there's a lot of sound, sound scientific evidence um, to substantiate that the removal of teeth is safe in orthodontics, that you can still function without, you know, the, the required premolars that are mm. taken out, etc. So it's a relatively safe thing if it needs to happen, as long as it's been carefully, um, you know, examined, measured, etc. Thank you so much for that question, uh, Alex. Um, some of your questions that are coming through on the WhatsApp line, Gershwin asks, why are braces so expensive? And they really are. My my brother had them and he's like, I just paid cash one time. I saved up. What is the reason? Yeah. So, you know, orthodontics is a very long process. Typically mm. from the time you start a patient till the time you finish a patient, it's usually about two years. Mm. Um, I do not know of any orthodontic bracket. That's the product. That's the, the actual brace that goes onto the tooth or wires. I don't know of anything that's manufactured locally. Everything that orthodontists use are imported. And um, the materials are just generally expensive. So we use a lot of high quality materials. There's a lot of expertise involved. You'll find uh, running a practice is an expensive thing. They're highly qualified hygienists and technicians involved, etc. So it is by its nature very, a very cost intensive uh, exercise. And you're getting expert quality care over two years. So, you know, you're seeing the orthodontist every month. But that being said, most orthodontists in South Africa do offer, you know, patients payment plans. Mm. Um, so, you know, you don't usually need to fork out a big sum of money. Most orthodontists would allow you the ability to pay to pay the treatment off. And in South Africa, you know, on average, orthodontic treatment on average is between two to two and a half thousand rand a month, you know, mm. over a two year period. That's usually what most orthodontists would be charging. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go to the news, you know, when my grandmother died, she didn't have teeth for a very, very long time. Yes. And we tried to do the whole, what is it called? The word went out in my mouth, the ones or that the, you, Or the dentures. Yes, dentures. Yes. And it just, it was not for her, nothing, yes. you know. Um, what would the role be for people who don't have any teeth at all? Like, do they just stop visiting the dentist? Should they still come see you? <laughs> You know, because I'm thinking maybe about the tongue or the gums. So there's no reason why why people shouldn't have any teeth. You know, uh, orthodontists are specialists in in correcting and straightening teeth and jaws and bites. But we have other colleagues such as prosthodontists and maxillofacial surgeons and periodontists that can restore missing teeth with implants, uh, with dentures, etc. So, um, you know, we can always restore some some degree of teeth back to people who don't have it. But that being said, it is important to visit your dentist for checkups, even if you don't have many teeth. The other things dentists look at, like the quality and the health of the gums, 
often oral cancers and oral tumors mm. are picked up by the dentist, especially in, in, in the older population. So um, I never even thought of that because mm. generally if your GP is looking in your mouth, it's them checking your throat. Yes, yes, yes. I never thought of that. And, okay. You know, dentists look under the tongue. They look on the inside of the gum and, and often many oral cancers are picked up by the dentist. So it's always good to have those six monthly, you know, checkups. The listeners don't know I have a very cool tongue. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Geographical time. <laughs> we'll talk about that and more of your questions when we come back from the news. It's 2.30. Masterclass. In our masterclass for today, we are having a conversation around orthodontics. We take your calls on 011-8830702 and the WhatsApp line 0727021702. And we are with Dr. Mohammed Kaka. And Dr. I'm going to jump straight into the questions before we continue because so many have come through. So the one says... Doctor, two questions. What is the safety of bleaching one's teeth? And number two, I've noticed that people seem to be keeping braces in for a very long time, three to five years. Is that normal? So the normal uh, orthodontic treatment length usually is in the region of about two years. However, orthodontic treatment can vary. Some cases may be as short as six months and others may go on to up to about three years. Um, you know, often you find cases that may be very complex, involving surgery, that sort of thing, maybe closer to your, you know, your three-year mark. However, if you follow the instructions of your orthodontist and you don't break the appliances and you, you, you make regular visits as you're supposed to, usually the treatment shouldn't take longer than two years. Okay. And then around the teeth whitening, the bleaching of teeth. So teeth whitening is a very uh, complex uh, issue. There are so many different products out there in the market. There are a lot of over-the-counter products. The, the science is, is not yet clear on you know, whether the, the very simple ones work. Um, my advice is to seek help from your general dentist and they can advise you. There are some very good systems out there that work. There are some that may be a bit aggressive and may be damaging, but a lot of them are quite safe. I think one of the things I realized that I wasn't aware of is the white we have in our minds of what white should be. Mm is actually a lot brighter than what the normal is. Because I said to my dentist, do I need whitening? I, I feel like oh. I'm a little bit dull. And then he did, he showed me that thing that shows the difference. He the says, shades. if we, he's like, you are at the whitest you could be. If we go beyond this, your teeth are going to be see-through. Yes. So, you know, you don't want to be the teeth to be too white. Otherwise, they don't look natural. You know, they, yes. they look like you've got false teeth, poorly done crowns yes. or veneers or something so yeah you have to take the advice from your your professional dentist will be able to guide you all right another question says um or comment rather thanks for the consummate professional in your guest who values touching lives many futuristic prospects of autonomy beauty and self-actualization there it's new to me that it needs further training over and above training as a dentist best wishes this is from dr philemon mahao who's a family physician Another question, uh, what, do they call, what do they do about adults whose teeth have grown in rows, especially when you're stuck with a row of teeth behind your front teeth? Surely that's a mission. Yeah, it, that sounds like a more complex case. However, we've got treatments for all of that. You know, with orthodontic appliances, we have the ability to move teeth around. We have the ability to move both the tooth as well as its root. So as long as there's, there's space available, I mean, we've done some amazing things, not just myself. Uh, not just my clinic in, and the Greenside Orthodontic Clinic, but also a lot of my colleagues. If you look at, you know, papers presented, if you look at clinical articles, um, there are some amazing things orthodontists can do. Sometimes we have patients that see us and teeth have swapped positions. So sometimes you may have a canine in the position of an incisor or a premolar. 
we, we call that transpositioning of teeth. And, and sometimes we are able to actually swap those teeth around and take them back to their original position. So there's, there's quite a lot you can do, um, you know, if your orthodontist is, is a specialist orthodontist, well-trained, they would know what to do. Nana from Springs says, let me guess, my nine-year-old son lost all of his canines about three years ago, and to date they have never grown back. What are the chances of the teeth coming back after all this time? So if the child is only nine years old, we don't expect his permanent canines to have erupted yet. So he's, they're quite safe. But again, if you visit the dentist or the orthodontist, they can take an x-ray and look to make sure the teeth are there and that they are coming down. Um, one of the biggest problems we have is the early loss of teeth. So that's why it's so important to look after your baby teeth. Every tooth is holding a space for a permanent tooth. Mm. And when you lose a tooth prematurely, the other teeth start drifting around or sometimes the gum becomes very thick or fibrous and that may affect the development of the permanent teeth. So it's very important for parents out there to, to you know, know that if you want to uh, avoid later problems, make sure your kid's teeth are healthy, they're brushing twice a day, you're visiting the dentist, so if there are small mm. problems, they can fix them early, and we don't want people to lose teeth early on. And I didn't know until I was dealing with the dentist how much sugar yes. is in milk. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I was shocked yeah. that, because I was like, well, he doesn't eat sweets, it's fine. It's yeah. like, no, do you know that if he's brushed his teeth, he shouldn't be having milk after because Correct. it can damage the teeth? Correct. Yeah. So, so milk, milk obviously contains ingredients that the bacteria in the mouth um, will will uh, metabolize and produce acid, which then damages the teeth. And often, parents put kids to sleep with a bottle of milk, and um, that milk is in constant contact with the teeth, which which decays it. Okay. Um, two questions that are similar that have come through here. One says, "My son is on his sixth year with the braces." Should I be worried? Six sounds very long. Yeah, that does sound long. Um, Maybe you are I'm the orthodontics hope, I, payment plan is keeping them <laughs> as long as possible. I hope he's not my patient, but uh, I don't have any patients in treatment that long. Um, so just just on that note, you know, when, when orthodontists often quote patients for treatment, it's usually for the treatment over two years. And when patients' treatment run over that, usually orthodontists don't charge them any additional mm. fees. Um, you know, our objective is to is to straighten the teeth and correct the bite. But in that specific case, I mean, they can obviously discuss with the orthodontist why it's taking that long. They may sometimes teeth are impacted in the palate, sometimes mm. teeth are impacted in the jaw, and we have to bring them out. And you know, it may take a long, long time to do that. So you do get some complexities that that uh, take a little bit longer than usual. Alex in Johannesburg, doctor, I have a big question. I had braces for five years, eight years ago. Today I have sensitivity issues, especially to anything with sugar, with my bottom molars on both sides. My dentist told me that the issue was caused by the brackets that go around the molars when I had the braces. Does this mean permanent damage and is there anything to help with this issue? Okay, so, you know, when we put braces on teeth, uh, it's very important that patients maintain good oral hygiene, that they brush. We, speak, we teach them how to brush their teeth. We teach them how to clean around the bracket and the wire. And when oral hygiene is poor, then there's always a risk that when braces get taken off, there may be some demineralization. So, mm. um, you know, most of our patients look after their teeth well and we don't have any issues, but it can, it can happen. But this is also why it's important to visit your dentist for the, your cleaning every six months. Um, this the caller, the questioner should uh, visit their dentist, and they should be able to restore any holes that may be on on those teeth. 
Um, Marang says, good afternoon, Tulipinian team. Dr. Kaka is my doctor and I was a bad patient. <laughs> my braces kept breaking, but I love the team at Greenside <laughs> Author. Yeah, we we love Marang, you know. She's always so friendly and warm and, and, and happy. So, so She yeah. was breaking them to come back to see. Oh, That's what I, I'm accepting. But, <laughs> you know, you asked a question earlier about uh, technological changes. So this is also related to breaking brackets and your previous question. Um, one of the new advances in orthodontics is aligners. So aligners, you know, traditional braces act as a handle on the tooth. It's something we glue onto teeth with an mm. adhesive. But with aligners, we use technology to create plastic trays that fit over the teeth. So you may have heard of Invisalign. Uh, you often see adverts for it. So Invisalign is one of the aligner companies that uh, that exist, and it's one of them that we provide as well. And what this does is you get a an entire tray that fits over your teeth and is removable. So the oral, you don't have issues of breaking brackets mm. and you don't have issues of, you know, rings around teeth where it may decay. So one of the ba- big advantages of the new treatments is that the oral hygiene is a lot safer and a lot more uh, predictable. All right. Um, one more before we take a break. Uh, I have gaps that keep growing in between my forefront teeth yes. and I also don't have wisdom teeth. Yes. Would you please ask the doctor if me not having wis- wisdom teeth is the reason for my growing gaps? So, you know, it's a common misconception that only children uh, get skewed teeth and teeth as they're growing, problems may arise in children only. That's a common misconception. Teeth continue to shift even in adulthood. And often you find even adults may, may uh, present with crooked teeth or misaligned bites and spaces may start mm. developing. So we we often need to look for the underlying reason. One of the reasons why adults may suddenly start developing spaces in between their teeth is if the teeth are moving. I and thought you were going to say if they lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if the teeth are moving, and one of the reasons the teeth move is if the stability of the bone and the gum which holds the mm. teeth is starting to fade. So often patients may start developing gum disease and bone disease and we see it presents as gaps opening and teeth moving. So if you do find, you know, in your, in, and as adults, if you find teeth have suddenly started shifting, then it's a very good idea to, you know, maybe examine, have it examined, visit your dentist or visit an orthodontist and take a look so that it can, periodontal disease is something that's reversible if you get it in time. So don't leave anything. Yes. And, you know, we, we often, we often say to, um, we say to people that even with young children, you know, the American Association of Orthodontics recommends that every child have an assessment at the age of seven, and that's really young. I mean, it's very difficult to do treatment on a child who's seven. But mm. the reason they say that is because while things are developing we and we examine them, we're able to gauge a lot of information at that stage. Mm. And often we can tell where the treatment is indicated. So parents should actually pay attention to those things. It's mm. often the parents that see kids are biting themselves on the cheek and yes. there may be a problem with the bite or they're posturing their jaw forward or back and that may be a problem with the teeth. Or sometimes parents can tell, you know, permanent teeth are erupting behind other permanent mm. teeth. Um, so as a, as a parent, as, as a human being, you need to keep an eye on what's going on in your mouth because changes do occur. And that's why we are available to assess and to advise. All right, James and Tabi Singh, I see your calls and I'll take them after this break. 702 Masterclass.
In our masterclass for today, we're talking orthodontics and we're with Dr. Mohammed Kakao, who's an orthodontic, uh, uh, orthodontist from Greenside. We take your calls on 011-883-0702 and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. We're going to go to the lines. James in Rudaport, you had fillings removed and then what happened? Thank you for taking my call. No, no, no. Uh, what happened was um, I used to go to the same dentist all the time and he had a theater. So I always booked the theater to have done whatever I needed to because I have an abnormal fear for needles. Mm. What I didn't know was on one of the visits, they removed all the nerves in my bottom teeth, all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know about that. And two, three years later, my bottom teeth started breaking off. Mm. And I would feel nothing. And while I'm eating, it will just—it happened like two a week or something at one stage, and 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 at the, it resulted in the fact that all the teeth on my bottom jaw has broken off on the on the gums. And I am now—I don't want to speak in front of people. I don't want to open my mouth. I don't want. There were times I didn't want to see other people because. Well, what did I the dentist like say about this? Did the dentist no, say? I, that that's oh, the when reason? I saw that happening, I went back to them and I couldn't see the same person. I saw his son. Mm. His son had a look at me, had a look at it, and they took x-rays or whatever. He said to me, but the nerves uh, in your bottom jaw has been removed. Mm. What he doesn't know is his father is the only person who's ever worked on my teeth. Yeah. He's the one who did it. He was using his own initiative, uh, creating a pension for himself knowing that I will have to come back one day to have all of this cut out and have dentures made. But right. I'm not going back. I'm not paying me yeah. So you want to know if there's anything that can be done, doctor? My recommendation would be go and see a prosthodontist. So a prosthodontist is someone who will be able to assist you with restoring uh, or rehabilitating your teeth and your bite. There are, there are options and solutions. I'm sorry for what you went through. Prosthodontist, now we have to have a master class yes. on that too. Mm-hmm. And Tabi Singh in Soweto, go ahead. Yes, ma'am. Um, I just wanted to, my, my grandson is turning nine this year, yes. but he's only had four teeth out. The two front bottom and the two front uh, top. Only two. And he, he he's turning nine. So I just wanted to know if there's anything wrong. Yeah, so usually we expect the uh, uh, incisors to come out at the age of seven, but there is a range around that. You know, sometimes it's eight, eight and a half, but nine is, you know, usually at nine, we would expect to see the, the, the four incisors in the top and the four incisors in the bottom, as well as the molars right at the back. So my advice would be see a dentist or an orthodontist, let them take an x-ray and see where those teeth are. Sometimes the teeth haven't developed and they're never going to develop. Then we need to create a solution where we can move other teeth into that place. Thank you so much. And Tabi saying more of the questions. Um, Jane from Foy says, at what age are you too old for orthodontics? But I think we, we shared that even if you have yes. no teeth, <laughs> you can still come through. Um, another one says, please ask your guest about myobraces for kids. My son is 12 and I was wondering if he could still get myobraces. Are they cost effective compared to braces? That's Tiani. But another person uh, also asking around myobraces. What are they? So, you know, there are many different reasons why you may need braces. There are many causes of skewed teeth or skew bites. Myo means muscle. The word myo means muscle and myobrace uh, refers to myofunction. So myofunction is when the muscles are not functioning correctly. If for some reason you may have some oral habit like an odd 
uh, swallow pattern or you thrust your tongue or you're doing something funny with your lips or your mm. cheeks, in a certain percentage of patients, those myofunctional problems may result in skewed teeth. So if a person has got a myofunctional problem, then myofunctional treatment may be recommended like a myobrace. So myobrace mm. is an example of one type of device uh, that may assist. Um, the problem the problem we have is that a lot of practitioners are uh, prescribing myobraces to lots of patients at all ages. Mm. Whereas, it, you know, you need to diagnose the problem and find out exactly what's causing it. And if it's prescribed in the specific case that requires it, it works really well. But if it's prescribed in cases where there are other issues, then, you know, you, you find you're just going to be wasting money. Um, mm. So so myobrace is really what we call pre-orthodontics. It's for, for a lot of younger kids before the age of, you know, eight, nine, when they can actually have braces and other, other devices. Um, again, my advice is going to be seek out an orthodontist and let them give you, let them give you a proper opinion, you know. Um, what we've been finding over the years in our, in our profession, I think one of the biggest dangers we're having in our profession is that there are many different weekend courses that are popping up and online courses and lots of dentists are placing braces on teeth mm. um, or they're doing aligners on teeth or they're doing mm. lots of new devices that are being imported and, and often a dentist may not have the appropriate training mm. you know, to, to fully understand um, how to use braces or how to use aligners. And, and patients then end up spending time and money and effort. And a lot of the time, it needs to be redone with a specialist. So um, my advice to people, if a patient needs anything, rather see an orthodontist. Even if someone's got a myofunctional problem and they need a myobrace, there are a lot of orthodontists mm. who do the myobrace and it works in the appropriate settings. Uh, here's an interesting one. I'm 38 years old and I have 33 teeth. I still have one milk tooth. Is that normal? <laughs> you so, have a milk tooth? Wow. Yeah, there are some patients who have milk teeth, uh, you know, their whole lives. They just don't fall out. Sometimes there isn't a permanent tooth underneath it. Or sometimes the root of the milk tooth is just stubborn or stuck to the bone. Ankylosed, that's what we, the, the term we use. And that tooth never falls out. Um, so, yeah, it does, it does sometimes happen. Um, and often we remove those teeth and then we, we move other teeth around into that place. But again, it needs to be looked at by an orthodontist. But if obviously there aren't any problems, then you would just leave it there. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, lovely message from our colleague, Lerato Hefla, who says, oh. you have my favorite orthodontist in studio. Dr. Kaka is an incredible professional. I was his patient for two years. I gained a beautiful new smile and a friend. I was sad that my treatment was ending as it meant... I will no longer be seeing him and his amazing team. You see now why people break their braces yes, so that they back. can come back to see you. Um, doctor, we have unfortunately run out of time, but I'd love to find out um, just in, in closing, what would you really like um, listeners to know about the type of work that you do, the industry that you are in? I mean, many people are asking uh, questions around costs, you know, yes. and um, braces. Um, what would you like to share with everyone that they can really take away from this conversation? I think, um, you know, there's so many things we can discuss, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about one important thing. I think that you know, orthodontists have uh, often been aware of the relationship between dental problems or skew teeth and self-esteem, no matter the age of the patient. Mm -hmm. So a person's smile is so important in communication. You know, there's so many studies that tell us when you meet someone new, the first thing you see is their eyes and the second thing you see is their smile and a lot of people look at teeth 
Um, so it's very important in communication and in interpersonal, you know, relationships. People judge you on attractiveness, etc. In this day and age, and with the teeth being very noticeable when they're unsightly or when they're poorly aligned, this can be an easy target for for teasing and bullying. At in my practice at Greenside Orthodontics, we we mainly specialize in adolescents and teens, so we've got a lot of younger patients, and this keeps coming up that kids are teased and kids are bullied uh, because of their teeth, and um, you know, when we treat these children, we see firsthand how their facial features change, how their teeth improve and how that impacts their happiness and their emotional well-being. So, um, you know, just to reiterate, the function is so important, the aesthetics are so important, but it's a little bit more than that. It's also about self-confidence and self-esteem. And in the world we're living in nowadays, you know, um, in modern society, we're using medical and cosmetic enhancements. And now orthodontics as well helps us to enhance our facial beauty and attractiveness. So... If you'd like to get in touch with the Dr. Greenside Orthodontist, go to the website braces.joburg. That's braces.joburg. Thank you so much, Doctor. Thank you very much and goodbye. Thanks for having me and hi to Lerato. You know, we straightened her teeth. She looks so beautiful and then she had a baby. So I like to take credit for that. <laughs>